Hey you guys, this is Simone Faith, One Stop Beauty Supply here in Moyak, North Carolina, and we're gonna talk um we're gonna talk a little bit about how to get through it, how to move on past the hurts when somebody has um really hurt hurt you down to your soul and maybe you're still keeping that secret that nobody knows about. You know, uh some of the secrets we keep um we're embarrassed about. We're gonna talk about how do you move past um molestation within the family how do you move past hate how do you move past just you know the pure hurt that's stopping you from being all that you can be and being the person that you was created to be most of you guys really know my story I was raised by my great-grandmother um I don't really know my mother, you know, although I went to her house a lot when I was young on the weekends, we didn't spend much time together. We've never, you know, went to the movies together. My mother and I have never did any other things that a mother and daughter do while growing up. That has just never happened. Um, I was molested by a few of my brothers at a very young age and, you know, um, I thought that that was normal. I thought that that's what should happen. I've never told my mother about it, but you know, um, these things happen in our family. And I think the problem is we as children, we keep quiet. You know, we're taught that what goes on in the house stays in the house. So I grew up with a lot of pain. I grew up with a lot of hurt. You know, I hated some of the people in my family. Um, or at least I thought that, you know, coming up and I learned to equate love with pain. I thought if, you know, anything was painful, then that person loved you. You know, if they talked to you crazy and talked to you upside your head, they love you. If they was hitting on you, they loved you. So there was a lot of uh, physical, mental abuse growing up when I was little. And I got it from both sides. I got it from my great grandmother who took care of me and I adore her, but she was still a sick person. I love her to this day and I will forever love her because she took me and she raised me but she was a sick person my grandma was was a gambler and you know she she cussed me out all the time even as a little kid and she had a lot of strange men around me all the time because she would go to the gambling shacks um and I resented my mother a long time because the same lady who raised me raised her so my mother knew what I was in for because you know she got married she got married at 18 to get away from it. So I resented my mother a long time. You know, I'm 49. I think I just really started to forgive my mother at the age of 40. And I thank God that he allowed me to live to be able to repent. I got through all the hurts, you guys, with Christ. I could not have did it without Christ. I'm just going to be honest. I could not have done it. When I began to read the Bible and, you know, I read about how much God really loves me and he loved me, you know, before I was born. I didn't have to do nothing major for him to love me. When I think about how, you know, when I'm really sincere and I repent, you know, he forgives me. So who am I? not to forgive a person that have caused deep hurt. You know, God never said in this life it would be, you know, roses and boses and um, lots of things. He never said that. He never said your life would be glitter and glamour and glitzy. I thank God I lived through it. That is the blessing that if you came through a terrible experience, and it doesn't matter to me what your experience is. I'm just telling you some of mine and most of my followers who follow me, you know that I talk about these experiences because I hope to help 
one person and to let them know it's okay. Yes, it was terrible when it happened. Yes, you felt defenseless because you was a child. But nonetheless, you made it through. So this is your opportunity to shine. One of the ways you shine is about forgiveness. First, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for anything you think that was your fault when it probably wasn't. Forgive yourself. Look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am somebody. I am somebody. Look in the mirror and tell yourself you deserve to be loved by a man who is caring, loving, Believe that. That's not something I'm just saying. This is a factual. And then forgive the other person. Forgive them. Forgive them because we are only human. And, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes raising my kids. You know, there's no books on raising kids that really apply to people in their everyday life. It's hard being a mother. It's hard. It's hard. Um, There was a time I used to ask God, you know, why you give me this lady as my mother? Oh, me. Oh, my. You know, you knew she wasn't going to be this or that and this and that. You know, when I was a little kid, I was so awful. I used to lie to people, you guys, and tell them I had a twin. You know, um, I have two middle names. So I would say Simone and then Siobhan, which is my middle name. And I would say, oh, Siobhan just went in the house. And people used to believe that. I had a twin when it was me. I would tell people, oh, the twin is bad. She's always doing bad stuff. And people believed it. And I would say, I'm Simone. You know, it was crazy. The things that you go through to make people think you're somebody different. So I just want to tell you, if you're feeling unloved and, you know, you feel like it's just you in the world by yourself. Know that that's a lie. You have God. God is the best person you can have. If you don't have one friend in the world... You know, you'd rather have God on your side. If you don't have a family member in your life that would help you do a thing, it is so good to have God. Because, you know, a lot of things has happened in my life where I didn't have anybody. Once my grandmother died, it was pretty much just me and my kid in the world. That's all it was. When my grandmother died, I felt like my whole world came to a crashing end because I think at the time, I probably loved her more than God. You know, that's awful to say, but I think that that's the truth because that's really all I had was her. When my grandmother died, I didn't have a mother to go to. I didn't have a mother that, you know, we start doing stuff after that. I didn't have a mother to talk to. That just didn't happen. My brothers and I were not close. Some of the reason we weren't close because, you know, some of the things that happened and I didn't look at them as brothers. I I looked at them as pedophiles, molesters, you know, even when I got older, sometimes, you know, your mind play tricks on you and you'll start thinking of terrible things that you think God won't for God won't forgive you for. It's a lie. God will forgive you. Don't let the devil come into your life and make you feel like you're so dirty or you're so awful. God won't forgive you. He will. And I tell you guys to forgive people because God do forgive us. I mean, think about some of the things you've done that don't, that don't nobody know about. Think about some things you've done that, you know, you've never told anybody. You know, you're probably going to go to your grave with deep, dark secrets. But God knows you did them. So that is how I got over with uh forgiving people this is how i i forgave my family it took a lot it took a lot it took a lot to forgive because i I, i've always assumed that family is supposed to be loving 
caring, you know, help you up, you know, motivate you to be all that you can be. But in reality, that's not true. And God never said our life would be roses. He never said that every day you wake up, the cow, the, you know, the sun's going to shine, the sky's going to be blue, and everything is going to go well for you. It's how you are in adversity. How are you when your back is up against the wall? How are you when everything fall down? How are you then? And that is the question. So I want to let you guys know that's one of the things that I did that transformed my life from leaps and bounds. When, when, when I gave my life to God, and when I say God, because I know people out here believe in so many different gods. I'm talking about the God that I believe created the world, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. When I turned my life over to him, oh, even right now, it just, it brings tears to my eyes. Or I can tell you guys, my life has been completely transformed. I mean, financially, spiritually, mentally, it has been transformed. When I tell you God will open a door that can't nobody close, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And when I tell you he'll close the door that can't nobody open, I mean that. There are some people that are in your life that probably should never be in your life. I'll give you guys an example. I was with my daughter's father. And uh, I'd been with him 10 years. We had two kids. And I'd been with him 10 years. And he was cheating on me. Sometimes he was mentally abusive. You know, I really love this man. You know, we'd been through a lot. And to me, this was my, my first real, real boyfriend where I had like real feelings of love and you know I kind of knew what love was and and all these emotions well after 10 years of dating I was a wreck he was a game banger you know people wanted to beat him up or kill him all the time I had kids to raise he wasn't working you know oh man everything that could go wrong was going wrong one day I went outside my apartments and I sat on the steps and I said God If you would remove him from my life, I'll stop having sex until you bring me the man that I'm supposed to marry. I'll stop. Now, now that I've grown in Christ, I know that there's no bargaining with God. So that lets you know how desperate I was. God is not man. You can't barter with God. You know, you can't say, well, if you do this, I'll do that. You can't do that. That's crazy. So This guy showed you how far away from God I was that I believe I can barter with God. You know, instead of coming to him and and praising him and thanking him, I tried to barter with him. And I never forget I was on the stairs and it was at night and I was crying because my life was going nowhere. I was on welfare. I was with a game banger. I was living in the hood. You know, yes, I had a job. Yes, I had a car, but the boyfriend had got my car repossessed. I was now walking walking to work late at night. You know, it was my whole life was going downhill. You know, I felt like I just had a, a, a live-in babysitter who was babysitting for free and living in my house for free. So I'm on the steps, you guys, and I'm crying out to God and I'm trying to barter and tell him, if you get me out of this, you know, I'll, I'll be different. I'll be different. All right. You guys, as sure as I tell you this, the very next day, my kid's father went outside 
And the thug that he is, I, he had a gun on him, you know. I didn't know he was bringing guns in my house. I had never seen him, but he had a gun on him, and the police just happened to pull up on him. You know, the police just for no reason stopped him from walking and started talking to him. I guess they asked his name or something happened. Anyway, they searched him. He goes to jail. When he go to jail... I find out, you know, he had another girl pregnant and this girl thought, you know, this was her husband. It was so crazy that I was shocked. But this is what's going to shock you guys. In the midst of him going to jail, they sent him away for 10 years. Okay, my daughter was only six months or something like that when he went to jail. They sent him away for 10 years. Now I'm going to tell you, God is good because it took exactly 10 years for me to get over him. I mean, I had loved the ground he walked on. And some of you women who are listening to me can identify with that. When you have your first love, you know, forever, they're your first love when it's somebody you really love. And, um, I I wasn't having any more sex with anybody. I didn't have sex at all for a year. He, he was gone for a year. I met my husband that I'm currently married to now. We've been married almost 20 years. And when I met him, we dated for one year and we didn't have any sex. I was very serious to God. I just didn't know better than about bartering. I really thought God had sent him away to, you know, help me with my life. And I met my husband that I'm married to today and we didn't do anything because I felt like I didn't want any more kids out of wedlock. If you really love me, like Beyonce said, you was going to put a ring on this, honey, because you was not going to get the cookies. Give me a baby and run off. That just wasn't going to happen. A year later, two years, my husband and I got married. I owe that to God because, you know, I, I always believe that God took me out of a terrible situation. You know, God say he look over babies and fools and I was definitely a fool. I was definitely a fool. But this is what so many women are doing out there. You have a man. It's probably your apartment. The man probably lived there paying minimal to nothing. You know, he's abusive. He does whatever, whatever. You kind of go along with it because you think that's love, but it's not. But it's not. Ten years later, he came out of jail. He met his daughter for the first time. Ten years. And there's no love left. You know, like, I'm not physically attracted to him anymore. It's nothing about the bad boy that turned me on. I've given my life to Christ. I'm moving in a different direction. I'm a different person. And I only owe that to God. So that's how I got over so many things was God. Because when you are at the bottom of the barrel, this is when most people change their life. When you hit rock bottom, it ain't no place to go but up. Because a lot of times when you hit rock bottom, that's where you learn who's your friend. Who's the family member who's checking on you? Who? Nobody. I have people in my family with money. Nobody ever came by my house to see if I was okay. Never. I'm not lying to you guys, and it's not exaggerated. Never. This is just what it is. You know, just because you have family, it doesn't mean that they're your family. Sometimes your family is the people you went to school with, to college. Sometimes you make family from coworkers that you work with. That become your family. That become your group. 
And like my grandmother told me, you'll be able to you'll be able to count your real friends on one hand. You can put up your five fingers. And out, out of your five fingers, you may have two real good friends. But that's all you need in this world. If you could get one, you're blessed. All you need is really one. So God saved me. I mean, he saved me. I don't owe it to luck. You know how some pe- people say they make their luck? No. But I now incorporate God in everything that I do, you guys. When I'm getting up, coming to my shop, I say, hey, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do today? How do you think we should move this guy? I talk to him before I go to sleep. And when I come to work the next day, it's, it's almost like he's talking back to me. And I get inspired to do something that I've never done. God is my partner. I can't move. I can't move or do anything without him. Nothing. Nothing. I can't even breathe if it's not his will. Think about that, you guys. So it's important to me that you find the strength in Christ to move past your hurts. It's very important. It's very important that you do that. And it's very important that you don't carry that chip on your shoulder. Look at the blessings that God give you. I was mad at my mother because she didn't raise me. Thank God she didn't now that I'm fully grown. Thank God she didn't. I thank God for my grandmother who was, I'm going to just be honest, she was a little lunatic. My great-grandmother was a little crazy. But she showed me how to cook. She showed me how to clean. She showed me how to keep a job. She showed me how to pay bills and balance a checkbook. She showed me how to raise my son. Those are the things that you can't put a dollar value on because those are the things that I've showed my children you know she she helped the boo-boos when I had them when I cried she gave me the hugs I needed but she was still a little crazy but I thank God that my mother had me and he blessed me For another lady to raise me that really loved me. And my grandmother loved me. I know this. I also know she was a little something at times, but she loved me. I was her heart and soul. I know that I was. But I thank God that he put the right person in my life to guide me. Or I don't know where I would have been. I don't know because the streets are brutal. Even with my grandmother there to guide me, I still got tangled up in the streets. But she guided me from the youth to God. As a little kid, I had to go to church with her. As a little kid. So God was always in my life. And I want to tell you guys where God has always been a fixture in your life. Even though you have strayed away from God, he has never strayed away from you. All you have to do is get on your knees and believe. That's it. That is how I got over it. That's how I still move on every day past hurts. That's how I'm able to help somebody out there who has been through something that I've been through. And I just want to tell people, it does get better. You know, when terrible things happen to us, first we feel like it's only happening to me. 
Then you grow up and you you realize we live in a big, big world. Right now, as I'm talking to you guys, it's 11.33 a.m. here on the East Coast. Somebody's getting raped. Somebody is being molested. Somebody has just got snatched to be a, a slave worker, a slave sex worker. These things are all happening right now. And a lot of the women escape out of it. But when they do, they have deep scars. You know, some women are not strong enough to turn to God. Sometimes they turn to a pimp because they've already been doing this. So they go meet a, a guy who tell them how, how much they love them and, and get this money. I tell you guys, turn to God. Simply turn to him. Turn to him first. You know, things happen. They happen. They happen. The world is not paradise. So, you know, the worst things that could happen, happen. But if you're blessed enough to get out of it, your story can help somebody. I think that's one of the things that we lack in all churches is we don't have classes that really help people. We don't have the classes that can really help us with our real problems and in some of the things that we're dealing with in our everyday lives at home. We don't talk about it. You know, we don't talk about the men that's beating up on their women in church. We don't talk about the men who who's in church and, you know, they smoking drugs and they might be in a choir. We, we don't talk about real life issues. Our pastors don't hold people accountable and we don't hold them accountable. But I still want to emphasize this to you guys. Don't hold and harbor hate and hurt in your heart. It sounds like it's hard to forgive, but it's not. There was a movie I watched, you guys, and um, she was um, in a Nazi camp. And I don't know her name, but you guys could probably look it up or find it and, you know, look on YouTube. I don't know, Google. But she was in a Nazi camp as a little girl with her parents. And um, she was in a church speaking one day. And after like 40 years, now, you know, I'm sure being in a Nazi camp, watching your parents get burned, starved, raped, abused, you know, it's awful. This is how I knew she forgave the person. This is how she knew she forgave him. He came to her church and asked her for forgiveness. At that moment, that's only God working through her. Because how many people would have took their arms and hugged him and forgave him for abusing everybody? But he found God. So it doesn't mean that your abusers won't find God. The question is, if they find God, will you forgive them? My oldest brother talked about molesting me when I was a little kid. I had wrote a book about a a young girl being in a closet and being molested. I didn't know it it was from my dark past. I didn't know that. And my brother had sent me an email. And I keep this email. And it's been years ago since he sent this email. Uh, And he apologized to me for molesting me. He apologized. Now, I never knew my oldest brother had ever molested me. I never knew that. But he apologized and it took a lot of years for him to apologize. But I accept his apology. Now, that doesn't mean that I completely trust my brother to be around my children. But I did accept his apology and I was grateful for it. And it came at a time when I could really forgive him. I mean, because it was years that I hated my brothers, you know, years. 
So what happens when a person who do you wrong apologize to you? Do you not forgive them because they did some awful stuff? Because if you don't forgive them, that makes you a hypocrite. Because how can you not forgive somebody, but you want God to forgive you? How can so many people who claim they're Christians want to go to heaven, but you don't want to forgive? That's impossible. That's impossible. Anybody who say that it's not, they're lying. Forgive. Release it from yourself. Get that spirit of hate off of you. Let it go. Let it go. And start thanking God for the life you have today. I do. I thank God for everything. I I really do, you guys. If I make $3, I thank God. I thank God for the hot water to run my tub. Because I'm living in a different life. I'm living in a reality where I realize everybody is not as blessed as, as me. And while I don't have much, I'm so grateful for what I have. I'm so grateful because there's somebody doing worse than I'm doing. So when I get in the bathtub every night, you know, oh man, I thank God for this hot water. (laughs) You know, for the things that some people take for granted. I thank him for it. Like when the big thing happened in Texas and people didn't have water, I think, wow, that was major. Because a lot of times we take things for granted, you guys. We take getting up, getting out of bed and walking with two legs. We take it for granted because we think we're supposed to walk. What happens one day if you get paralyzed and you can't get up? You're used to walking. Then all of a sudden you can't get up. What happens? We take everything for granted. We take our fingers for granted. Being able to hear. You know, sometimes you got to look at the things that you have that so many people don't have in this world. There's a lot of people who are blind. They can't see anything. There's a lot of people that don't have legs or have one leg. So I'm telling you guys, start with the small things. Look at the, the little stuff that you have. I wasn't always just grateful, you guys. You know, I was, oh, I was horrible. Okay, I felt like the world owed me. Okay, I didn't ask to come here. I'd get mad at the white people. Okay, this was a young, ignorant me. Well, you know, you brought us here. How you gonna say you don't like black people and you, you, you robbed us? You kidnapped us? You know, you, you, you. No, no. But when you're young and naive, not that those things didn't happen, they did happen. But what are you gonna do about your life? How are you going to make your life the best productive life that you can? I heard this lady once say that when you're born, you look like your father. And when you die, you look like how you look like how you lived. So how do you want to look when you die? Do you want to be miserable as you get older and older? You know, do you want to be the person that never forgets and, and hold in things? If somebody stole $20 from you, you know, you're never going to forgive that person because they stole $20. Our life is but a vapor. And I tell you guys, now that I'm 49, it just seems like it was yesterday when I was 23. Yesterday. It goes so fast. It's amazing. So how do you want to live the rest of your life? Do you want every day to be miserable? Do you want that to always um, harbor you? Do you want to like watch a Lifetime movie? Like I'm going to be honest with you guys. When I was younger and crazy, I used to watch Lifetime movies. And anything that reminded me of my mother and my brother, I would break down and cry. You know, I would think, oh my God, 
I don't have a mother. Oh my God. There's a scripture. I think it's Psalm 27 where God said, when your mother and your father forsake you, I'll be there. He's right. He's right. You know, if you had to grow up like me, kind of rough and alone, you feel like you don't have anybody. You have always had God. Always. You just didn't know it. So I'm telling you, you serve a father that loves you to death. I mean, he loves you. And he wants nothing but the best for you. He wants nothing but the best. But you got to want the best for yourself too. You got to believe that you deserve everything you get. You have to believe you deserve it. And after you make it, then help somebody else. Don't charge them. You know, that's the problem with us. Every time we're able to help somebody else, we charge them. We don't want to give away nothing for free. Nothing. We say we want to help, but we really don't. I do these podcasts because I want somebody that I can reach. Where, you know, it's just in time. Don't be suicidal. Don't sit somewhere crying all day. Don't be depressed. Thank God for every experience you go through. You know the Bible says, thank God in good times and in bad times. Thank him. Thank him. Because he has a plan that you don't know about. You just don't know the plan. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm sorry, guys. My mouth just feels like cotton balls and rocks. Let me drink a little of this sweet tea. All right. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Had somebody told me 20 years ago I would be living in North Carolina, this is what I would have said. You a damn lie. North Carolina, where the Confederate flags ride, you have to be crazy. I'm in California. I'm a California baby. Born and raised California. Some, if somebody would have told me you would have had a beauty supply, I would have said you're lying. I mean, because I worked customer service my whole life. I was sick of customer service. Retail? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. No. To run my own business? No. 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 Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I would not have believed that. To live in the beautiful home that I live in and, and I could go outside and look at the lake? No. Somebody would have told me my life would have been transformed and I would have been talking about God from sun up to sundown. I would have said, you lying. No, because I was a street runner. My friends was drug dealers, game bangers, hoes and pimps. Those was my friends. But now I see why. Because God has enabled me to be able to talk to anybody from the elite to the downtrodden. I know that one is not better than the other. The only thing that separates one from another is money. That's it. That's it. You're nobody better than somebody who sleep on the street just because you sleep in a house. That's where you are today. Where will you be tomorrow? You do not know. You're not better than somebody because you're able to eat a hot meal every night. You are nobody to God. You are nobody. The riches of the rich, you are nobody. Your money just separate us. That's it. Just your money. But you know where you are today. 
Nobody could predict the future. So you don't know how far you will fall. Only God. That's why it's important to treat everybody the same. Everybody you meet. We we have a, a bad thing of judging people or we feel better than people because we drive this car and they drive that car or we speak this way and they speak that way. It's always been like that. So how do you get over it? How do you get over the hurts? How? How do you get past the negative talk? First, begin to speak life into your life. Start having positive self-talk. And I'm going to be honest, you guys, that's hard to do when you've been negative to yourself for so many years. But start. Start reading about the Bible is the best self-help book in the world. That's the best book in the world. And listen, I've listened to a lot of books. I've listened to a lot of readings. I've listened to a lot of um, speakers, motivational speakers, and this and that. Nothing beats the Bible. Nothing. Nothing beats the Bible. For every motivational speaker you listen to, you know, if you're going to listen to a motivational speaker, just listen to one. Stop listening to five, six, seven, eight. Stop buying all these different books on on how to manifest this stuff. Stop it. Read the Bible. Read the Bible from beginning to end and you cannot fail. You cannot fail. It's impossible. You cannot fail. Read the Bible. Stop believing what the preachers say or somebody else tell you. Pick up your book and read it yourself. You want to get un, unhappy? You, you, you want to be happy? So you want to get out of that funk you're in? Read the book. Read the Bible. You want depression to go away? Read the book. Read the book. Give yourself some, some self-healing. That's, that's, that's. That's the real dope. You want to know the real dope? The real dope that'll take you on a high that you've never been on? Read that Bible. <laughs> That's a dope that nobody could compare nothing to. It's, it's amazing. It will transform your life. I'm telling you, I'm living proof. I went from the street runner to the God thumper. I'm just going to be honest. This is the best book in the world, and I recommend all of you guys use it. So remember, guys, you want to get over hurt, forgive them, forgive yourself. Stop talking negative to yourself and begin to heal yourself with positive words. Know that you deserve the very best and that God wants you to have the very best. That doesn't mean your life won't come with lumps and humps and dips and trips. But for everything you go through, God will make a way of escape for you. You have to read the Bible and believe it. I'll be praying for all you guys. I I know it's hard when, when you're hurt and when you're dealing with eternal pain. But there is nothing, nothing in this world that's too hard for God. Nothing, nothing. God ears is not so short that he can't hear you when you cry out sincerely. You guys remember that. 
All right. Well, this is Simone Faith from One Stop Beauty Supply. Until next week. You guys, next week, I think we're going to be talking about um, some things along the business levels. I've been having a lot of people call me about marketing. Um, and I'm going to go over some marketing strategies and, and some maybe 10 to 15 things that you can do that's under $100 to uh, market your business. Okay. I'll be talking to you next week, guys. You have a great weekend. Bye.